May this month. South Africans are being encouraged to speak in their mother tongues as part of the Pan-South African Language Board's 28 Days of Language Activism Crusade. The Chapter 9 institution has been charged with ensuring the protection of mother tongues and promoting multilingualism and has declared February 2017 to be Language Month. Uh, It's hoping that the campaign will encourage South Africans to acknowledge the importance of preserving African languages and the month-long celebration culminates in the commemoration of International Mother Language language day on the 21st of this month Uh, one of the organizations in support of the campaign is african storybook and earlier i caught up with project manager tessa welch tessa welcome to the show and and thanks so much for for joining me tell us a little bit about african storybook and how it came about african storybook was um the brainchild of a retired boston teacher in um the united states who made friends with a uh a former teacher in the Turkana area um, of northwestern Kenya. And when she visited her friend, um, she her friend got really excited uh, and said, if I just had an iPad with digital stories, I'd be able to teach these children how to read in their language. And this would enable them not only to learn to read, but to learn to love reading and then also learn to read in English. And that was the beginning of the African storybook. Um, Judith uh, then approached um, uh, Sadie and we developed all of this into a funding proposal. uh, And we approached, or in fact, we were approached by Comic Relief um, way back um, in 2012. And they loved this idea. They were very generously funded it. And we developed this project in order to address the major challenge of complete lack of resources in local languages in Africa for young kids to learn to read. So just explain so the beginning. Okay, and just explain a little bit, will you, about about what African Storybook actually is? Uh, African Storybook is a digital library um, uh, full of um, uh, illustrated storybooks in a hundred different languages spoken in Africa um, with not only the stories, but also with tools to adapt, to translate, and to create stories. So the whole point of it is to make translation and adaptation and story creation available to ordinary people so that they can um, make the literature that they need to use in their context. Because, I mean, there is a real sort of dearth of, of, of um, literature and materials in, in our bookshops. If you, go into, if you go into the average bookshop in South Africa, uh, you are not necessarily inundated with, with storybooks for young children in, in all of our languages, are you? Absolutely. And I mean, South Africa is better than most of the other African countries. But even our resource language, which is uh, Isizulu, um, uh, a friend of mine came with $1,000 to spend and went into Adam's bookshop and said, I want to buy $1,000 worth of African, of, of Isizulu books uh, to a friend of mine who's wanting to work with children in in KwaZulu-Natal. And the Adams bookstore said, I'm sorry, you don't have 
Wow. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So certainly, um, certainly, so, certainly yeah. a need for, yeah, for the storybook. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So since it was founded, how how successful has it been? And, and what kind of work do you do to ensure that people know that African Storybook is out there? Okay. Um, well, one of the things that we set out to do right in the beginning was, in fact, to pilot the project in three different countries um, in order to make sure that the web summit and the storybooks work for the people in those countries, uh, the absolute target audience. In other words, teachers in ordinary schools, uh, librarians in community libraries. And we also used our our um, contacts in those countries to, to try and build a partner network. So we, uh, so we, we in fact, um, we are working particularly in Kenya and in South Africa with um, the Department of Education um, with large programs that are offering um, uh, literacy development and improving the literacy development of, of teachers. We're working with um, book development organizations and NGOs. We're working with um, networks of community libraries. For example, in Uganda, um, there are 105 community libraries spread out across the whole country, and they are ardently, um, well, they're fervent about trying to protect and, and, and develop their local languages. And but they've got very few resources, and so it's wonderful for them to have a mechanism whereby they can create their own books in their own languages and um, then use them for the people that come into those libraries. Uh, since since working in the pilot countries, we've also expanded to to other places, and because of our contacts in the United States and um, also in Canada, we've managed to. Um, do a lot of advocacy in the international um, circles uh, and primarily the Global Book Alliance, which is the premier organization um, wanting to promote um, better publishing and better distribution of local language books for, for, for early reading in the world. We know, of course, about the uh, the, the benefits and, and really how essential it is for children uh, to be able to, to to learn to read, obviously, and and to have access to, to books from a, from a young age. Um, but just talk a little, if you will, about the the preservation of, of language, um, which is yeah. obviously what uh, what Language Activation Month is largely about, um, because yeah. it is true that in South Africa, um, the the preservation of language sort of took a took a back seat. I think after democracy, um, but is now yeah. is now coming coming to the fore again. Absolutely. Yes, I think everybody realises that um, you the world loses so much if you lose a language. Um, but I think what the world doesn't realise quite so much is that many of the smaller languages have been hidden under the bigger languages. For example, I'd like to tell a story about... Um, in northern Ghana, we're working also in northern Ghana, and there's a language there um, called Mampruli. And, um, 
it's fairly similar to one of the officially recognized languages, Dagbani, but it has never been recognized in its own right. And through the African storybook, there are 15 stories translated by the local people um, in Manpuri. Uh, and so a historic event of beginning um, a literature in a language which has been hidden under a larger language that is similar to it. And I think that if you if you relate that to, to the South African situations, I, my my son is a is a linguist and a Nguni specialist, and he tells me that although we recognise as official languages four of the Nguni um, um, uh, languages like Siswati, Sindabele, Sizulu, and Sikosa, uh, in fact they're a city, <laughs> and they are hidden <laughs> under the officially recognized um, larger languages. So I think when we're talking language activism in this month, we also need to be improving our understanding of um, all the languages and their variants and how we can savor and protect uh, uh, each of those uh, and ensure that they have a voice. And presumably, um, Tessa, the, your books and, and your services aren't just available for people um, who are speaking um, these various languages as their mother tongue. They must be available for for the likes of uh, of, of me, <laughs> yes. who uh, who shamelessly <laughs> speaks only English, um, <laughs> despite having <laughs> despite uh, despite having a Sutu father and, and, a, and a and a and a British mother. I've only this <laughs> thus far managed to, managed to barely master English, um, but. What um, so I mean? Do you find that it's it's people from from across all all cultures, um, races buying or, or downloading um, your your apps? Yes, indeed. Um, what we've ensured to do, and we are reaching Anglophone countries in sub-Saharan Africa primarily, is that every story that goes on our website, as far as we possibly can, has an English version because we feel that. Um, we want to uh, enable people uh, across the continent speaking English to be able to translate a story from a, a country quite far apart from it um, into their own languages. So each story is in at least two languages. So you can <laughs> have the benefit of the 800 English stories. Right. And, so, <laughs> and so can the the people up in Nigeria or in the Cameroon, the English-speaking part of the Cameroon or wherever they happen to be. And they can then take um, the, uh, the English story and that they can translate it from there. Although, of course, increasingly we are finding that um, people like to select an African language and translate from that African language into another African language, something which hasn't really been done very much. Mm, so mm. Shilozi, for example, um, in Zambia is very similar to Sitswana. And so it would be easier, in fact, for somebody in Zambia to take our Sitswana stories and translate them into Shilozi. But um, one of the interesting things that have, has happened in the African storybook is that because the stories are in English as well as the African language, so many people are engaging with them um, and analyzing them and beginning to understand them 
that we see that there's a new awareness of different types of stories that is is coming into people's discourse. Uh, so it's not your standard um, affair for children's literature that has to be sold to the widest possible market. Mm. There are a lot of stories there that are not your typical children's book that is sold through major publishers. Yeah. And I think that's what's really exciting about what we're doing. I think also uh, the, the fact that, you know, we, we no longer necessarily end up uh, in the country of our birth. Um, and, I, and I'm thinking about um, people who are perhaps moving overseas, etc., um, and and perhaps arriving in, let's say, the US or, or the UK as, as a small child and, and only having access to uh, to books written in English, um, but perhaps wanting to preserve that their, their mother tongue um, at, at home or whatever and, and wanting to wanting to have the joy of of listening to to, to story time in in their mother tongue and I, I think your your uh, African storybook reader must be fantastic for that absolutely fantastic and people are in fact doing that very thing um, and there's a there's quite a vibrant African language teachers association in the states and people are very excited to be able to actually use our storybooks um, as they teach and as they engage with the students. In fact, a lot of our audio versions of students have been create of of storybooks have been created by students studying in the United States wow. um, who speak a, a variety of different African languages. Very interesting. Yes. Well, Tessa, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, speaking to you and finding more about Africa, finding out more about African Storybook. Uh, the website is www.africanstorybook.org.